Welcome to The Trainer's Tribe, a podcast for group fitness business owners who want a reliable business that gives them the freedom and impact they desire. My name is Kyle Wood, and I'm joined by Dale Sidebottom. We're the first people to tell you that working harder or working longer is not necessary. We've both built successful boot camps and created profitable online businesses, which has given us the lifestyles that we love. How do you build a fitness business that's both profitable and that you love working on? That's why we created this podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. In this first episode, you'll hear Dale put me in the question chair and ask me about who I am and how I ended up doing this. All right. All right. How are you feeling? Are you feeling a bit nervous? Right? Oh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm right to go. I think that's good. I think if you weren't nervous, you'd like, I don't know, I think that adds to it. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you'll be on point. On point. I think it will be, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I've been all right when I've done uh, the guest ones. It's always easy when someone's asking you a question though, but uh-huh. yeah, I think, uh, I think we're right to go. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, cool. Well, I think we should start with why, why are we doing this? Like why this podcast is going to exist? So Dale... Why did you want to start a podcast for trainers? Yep. Uh, I suppose uh, I've wanted to do some form of podcast uh, regarding sort of innovative fitness games and uh, basically for teachers or PTs for a while. Um, But it was one of those things that I didn't really know enough about. I've been a few guest podcasts every now and then, Kyle, but I've never done my own. Um, And I just thought it'd be... Uh, I thought it'd be better to do it with uh, somebody as they were sort of in the industry as well. So I reached out to Leon, who um, is in Spain, and uh, he uh, didn't really want to do it with me, but he uh, put me in your direction. So yeah. fate has it, but I know you're going to dive into that. So what's your why? Yeah, I've been wanting to do something for trainers probably probably for 12 months. Like this, yep. this idea has been ticking over in my head. This is because I like podcasts, I like the format of them, I like how uh, you can be listening to them, you know, when you're like folding washing or doing a workout or driving in the car, uh, you don't have to like sit down and watch something or read something. So I really wanted to give that option to trainers and I also just wanted to, I feel like it's a much better way to convey my personality, like yep. rather than through writing or things like that. So it's a way for me to connect more with the people who follow bootcamp ideas and who follow the trainers tribe. It's a way for them to, to like get to know me a bit better and and my philosophies around fitness and, um, how I think I can help them with their business. Uh, yeah. So that's why I, that's why I did that. Yeah. And it's pretty, uh, I know we're talking about this before, but how we actually come to, getting this started, you know, and I sent you a little email and just uh-huh. introduced myself, but it, it all happened because of uh, Leon over in Spain. and Yeah, yeah, better, <laughs> better say thanks to Leon. Yeah. <laughs> so you emailed me and, um, well, yeah, you emailed me after emailing Leon and you're like, yeah, let's catch up. And, uh, um, and I was like, okay, if like, you know, thinking you would do like a Skype or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, but then I, I noticed that you lived in Melbourne or yeah. you said you lived in Melbourne. I was like, oh, that's really convenient. And then you said, um, I was like, oh yeah, I live in Alphington. And you're like, yeah, I live in Q. <laughs> <laughs> so we live three minutes apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it was kind of um, fate 
in many ways, I think. Or right. a bit of serendipity. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think it started off well. So I suppose what we're going to do today and uh, for the first sort of two episodes, of, uh, I'm just going to, for our listeners out there, we're just going to get into it and uh, really explain how we've sort of got to both where we are and why we're so sort of passionate about doing this podcast for the Trainers Tribe and together, I suppose. And I think mm-hmm. uh, it'd be good for all our listeners out there to basically hear our journey and uh, how we've got to where we are today. So, yeah. Um, yeah, today I hope you don't mind, Cole, but uh, you're first off the rank, mate. So <laughs> let's uh, let's dive straight into it. So obviously uh, we all know all the wonderful things you're doing at the moment with uh, boot camp ideas and boot craft and mm-hmm. uh, you, you started Trainers Tribe, which has been, uh, we're going to take over now, so this podcast and a little bit more, but mm-hmm. that hasn't just all started from, you know, you, you've obviously built that up from the ground. Um where, where's all this started? Um, have you, were you always interested in fitness? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I, I remember like soccer training as a teenager and I couldn't, I mean, maybe because I was like a bit of a taller kid, I was on the tall side, but uh, the coach being like, you know, do five push-ups. <laughs> like I couldn't even do one push-up. <laughs> or um, like the running drills, you know, we did a lot of like sort of fart lick stuff where it's like that stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Yep. And um, by like the third or fourth interval, I'd be like walking behind everyone else. The rest of the team's still going out like walking. Even like two laps of the oval just like killed me. So no, I didn't have a huge interest in fitness. Um, I liked playing the team sports. I liked being part of the team. But I didn't like the training. (laughs) Um, So it wasn't until uh, I actually, until I was 18, after I'd left high school, Yes. finished at high school that uh, one of the sort of major I sort of got f- sucked into one of the funnels of one of the major gyms here in Melbourne one of the major franchises and they had a really good referral thing where uh, when you signed up if you referred like six other people you know you got like their drink bottle in their bag and <laughs> stuff like that. so a co-worker of mine must have like taken them up on that yeah and uh, so this person called me like hey you got like, you got two weeks free like exercise like at our gym if you want it and i was like oh my god i want something <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. and then it wasn't until i got in there that i realized that this was all sort of part of the the sales yep. pitch because then they're like oh you could if you join up now and don't take the two-week trial you can we'll waive our joining fee you know, uh, so, so they, they sucked like, in like that. Exactly. That was a big sucking. So, yeah, and I left. I remember leaving like a couple of days later. I felt a little bit dirty about that. And I, I was still living with my, with my parents then, and they were a bit concerned. Like, you know, you sign up for this thing. I wasn't working a lot then because I was in uni. So it was like most of my money was going to gym membership. Yeah. Uh, but it's just one of those cases where it's like that was actually the right thing that needed to happen for me in my life. Yeah. Because it's that opened the door to like, all you know training and then boot camp ideas and everything i'm doing now um because i I joined this gym and i started exercising and i realized i did really i really liked while i didn't like team training where i felt like i was always falling behind everyone else when i was training in the gym by myself yep you know i could go at my own pace and i could just focus on you know adding a little bit to the bar each week and or you know on the treadmill like going a little bit faster yep um yeah, it completely shifted exercise for me. And so you obviously didn't see yourself, uh, you didn't study 
phys ed or anything at uh, university. You're studying engineering, no. weren't you? So yeah. <laughs> that obviously wasn't on the cards for you to run such a successful online business or run boot camps or group fitness training. Uh-huh. Um, I know you said that you've obviously joined up at the gym and at the time your parents were concerned. How do you see things going now? You, where you've come from and uh, I know obviously we'll get dive into a little bit more about everything you're doing, but how glad are you that you... I don't know, I got sucked into that funnel, I suppose, back yeah, in the day yeah. when you were 18. Yeah, it's it's probably the one thing that makes me like, think marketing can, you know, marketing, <laughs> marketing can definitely be used as a force for good. Yep. I think so often we see it as like this dirty thing. And even I like sometimes will, um, especially like right now in the world with a lot of like politics going on, you can see like politicians using marketing and stuff like that. And I think um, we can walk away with that sort of like grimy feeling. Yes. But it can definitely be used for positive outcomes. And uh, a gym was a good fit for me, for my fitness at that time. Yep. So it was a, it was a good thing that, they, Perfect. that I had a really good salesperson. <laughs> and they got you into it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, 18, you've gone to the gym. Uh, yeah. Where from there? So obviously, you really enjoyed your program, as you said, in the gym, working yeah, your own yeah. pace. Mm-hmm. Um, team sports, you enjoyed the aspect of the team, but you didn't really enjoy the training. So mm-hmm. you sort of found something that was a good fit for you in the gym. Mm-hmm. Where from there? Like, he, Talk us through the next sort of phase and uh, maybe how you started becoming PT. Yeah, it wasn't until a few years later, three, four years maybe, um, that I started thinking about becoming a PT. The PTs at my first gym were really good. Yes. And so I guess that of what it had sort of gotten, uh, yeah, yeah, they were good. They were very personable. They, they were very supportive. Um, and so, yeah, there was this kind of thing ticking over my head that maybe as I'm getting more into fitness and I was starting to read more about nutrition and things like that, like maybe this is something that I would like to do. Yeah. And I ended up, um, what was the whole story behind it? Uh, so as part of my university degree in engineering and computer science, um, they had me do a work placement. Uh, you had to do a minimum 12 weeks anyway to graduate, but yep. at the university I was at, they, you could do a six or a 12 month placement with, with the workplace. And I was like, that sounds good. Cause I'm kind of getting bored of studying. I want to get out. I want to work. I want to put some of the stuff I'm learning into action. Yep. And, and so I kind of stuck it out at my university degree till I got there and I was very excited about <laughs> starting this job and like everything that's going to happen. And it was like, I think it was even like the first week and I was just like, I hate this. Like just I'm coming wanna... home, just so drained every day from work, just like no energy, just feeling, um, yeah, like feeling like I run a marathon every day and uh, I remember about three or four months in, you know, I actually called this sort of the um, professor who was kind of in charge of this at the university. And I was like, I, I feel, I feel bad about this, but I want to pull out. Like, this is not for me. I want to maybe just switch to a six month instead of a 12 month. Uh, and she kind of talked to me and she didn't really want to do that because I was going to make the university look bad. Um, she was supportive, but she was like really encouraging for me to stick it out spoke to my parents about it. They were like, you know, they're old school, um, you know, stick it out, like stick it out. And it's kind of like we tell with our clients as well, yeah, you know, yeah. like when they're starting fitness and it feels <laughs> uncomfortable and we're like, you know, keep going for now and like, you know, things will change. So we, um, so yeah, so I decided to stick it out, but I 
kind of needed something to do for me. Um, yep. so that's why I started doing a part-time course in personal training. Cool. Yep. And here in Australia, it's like super, it's like super easy. It's like four grand for the course. Um, I mean, if you do it full time, you can do it in eight weeks. I think it was five months doing it part time. And, uh, yeah, like I, at that time I was kind of getting into bodybuilding just as I started that. And I was thinking, you know, I'll leave and I'll help dudes put on muscle or I'll help. Um, I was also thinking maybe like teenage, like guys, you know, in their teens, uh, cause I, my journey of like going to the gym and, and working out and suddenly getting more confidence because I wasn't comparing myself to other people as much and yep. seeing like what I could do and what my body could do. Uh, I wanted to maybe share that with other kids yep. who were, who were sort of similar, maybe had a bit of like a nerdy geeky background who wanted, um, some sort of, yeah, wanted like to help them sort of have that same experience that I had. Yep. So you originally started off there and then Obviously, it didn't take long, but you uh, started running boot camps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, outdoors, indoors. Yeah, so I joined, um, I started working at a gym, and then um, I found that environment a bit competitive amongst the trainers. Yeah. Uh, and there was a personal training studio around the corner from where I was living that was looking for, for people. So I went in there and had a chat and that was really good. And that was a completely different environment because instead of paying rent to the gym, um, we just charged per session we did. Yep. Uh, and she took care of like a lot of the marketing and stuff like that. And I had already attempted and failed at starting a group fitness business okay. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you'd um, learned, obviously, that, that, that wasn't point. a, that wasn't a, uh, you wouldn't look at that as a mistake. I bet you no, learned no, a lot a from that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, I feel like a lot of it comes down to me just being young and not understanding a lot about. I was gonna say business, but it's not really business. Probably more psychology. Probably like understanding, like, because especially for me, like fitness was this thing that I just kind of fell in love with. Yep. Like pretty quickly, uh, because I had this really supportive environment I started in. Whereas you know, f- not understanding how scary it can be to other people, especially in a group. Yep. Uh, so, and not just understanding like that psychology around like building habits and stuff like that and just what people need in those early days. Yep. And so the, that original group fitness thing kind of like dwindled, 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 and eventually I, I stopped it. Uh, and not many people might notice about me, you know, like they'll look at me seeing where I need boot camp ideas and stuff like that. And they'll be like, oh, Kyle, and he talks about business and things like that. And I actually, I mean, I was a contractor, but I never physically owned well, I did own my own boot camp for um, about three months. Yeah. And the one that I ended up growing, it wasn't actually my boot camp. So what I, uh, I did is I approached the studio owner and I said, hey, I want, would like to start a boot camp, like a group fitness. I think it'd be a really good opportunity. Uh, having learned from my previous experience, Correct. I knew how I wanted to do it. I wanted it to be like people have to come at least twice a week. Or they can come three times a week. We're going to have like set periods. So you sign up for four weeks, you pay up front, like all this kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, and she was really supportive and she helped me get together sort of a trial group, which ended up being 20 people. So it was a pretty good sized group to start with of people from the studio and a few like people's partners and stuff like that came. Yep. And, um, and, and I ran this, this like first boot camp with her and we worked out sort of a way to split the, 
money. So again, I was invoicing her for my time. And um, yeah, like no one stayed on from that first weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so just, you just can't recall who's running probably the most successful online bootcamp business yeah, and yeah. your first two bootcamps uh, for failures. That's right. <laughs> uh, I got to the end of it. I think... I think what it was is that, you know, while on one hand it was amazing because I had, that I had access to this clientele to help me grow my first bootcamp. On the other hand, bootcamp wasn't really a good fit for a lot of them. Many of them were used to training indoors or yep. like one-on-one. And so when they did this outdoor bootcamp thing where they're on the ground and doing something, it just wasn't a good fit for them. So uh, we lost a bunch, but it was enough to give us like that kickstart momentum yep. that we could get a small group going. And, um, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, and for me as a trainer, um, I was still studying at university then. So it was a great part-time job. Yep. Um, I was getting paid per client. So it completely made sense for me to like market it. So that's when... Work harder. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and so pretty soon in, um, we realized, well, I realized, you know, I make more money by the more people who are coming. So that's when I started experimenting with, uh, you know, writing a newsletter and doing all this marketing stuff to help bring, um, more people into the bootcamp and like following up and, and really focusing on like the sort of game face, I call it like how you're showing up to the sessions and also how you're following up with people and that stuff all so important. And uh, yeah. And so uh, yeah, so I felt, you know, I felt like it was, it was my bootcamp. It was my baby. Like yep. I was growing this thing. Uh, the owner of the studio was pretty good. She let me pretty much have free reign to just like grow this thing. Go how for I it. Saw fit. Yep. And yeah, it was, it, and at the same time for me, it was great because there was low risk because it wasn't actually my bootcamp. Uh, in many ways that gave me more freedom because I was more willing to take sort of riskier moves with the bootcamp yep. because I wasn't like ultimately attached to the final outcome, uh, which was actually probably really, really good for the boot camp. Whereas yeah. if it had been mine, there might've been times when I, I needed to do something or I needed, and it would have felt risky and I might've been like, ah, oh, no, I'm not going to do this yeah. But because of, yeah, because I was just working as a contractor. It was like, well, yeah, I'm going to try this thing out. Like if it doesn't work, it's fine. <laughs> so you, you sort of had the best of both worlds, I yeah, guess, yeah. Then, because you had the freedom to do whatever you like, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, it wasn't yours. So yeah. if it did fail, it would you know you just get back up and you go somewhere else. Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But so from your boot camp that you obviously built really successfully. Yeah. Um, how long did you continue running that before you decided that your expertise and your talents, I suppose, you learnt from your university degree that uh-huh. you could build such a big online business? Uh was pretty much spot on four years around the boot camp. Yeah. So in that time we grew it. We actually had to close of that. We started in like uh, autumn. Uh, we actually had to close of that first winter because it we didn't get enough traction. Yep. Um, but we there was like three ladies who just paid for like a private session who like they um, you know in some ways they kept it going because they kept me getting up early in get the morning. Coming. They kept coming. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went really big um, that summer. And, um, and I did a course with a group motivate to train. Um, I think they're called uh, made outdoors, made, made outdoors. outdoors. Okay. Yeah. Motivate to train made outdoors. Uh, I did a course with them. They run like a level one and level two boot camp course. Yep. And that was amazing. 
And at that course, I met my who, guy who would later become a good friend and also my assistant trainer. Uh, we were, the boot camp was sort of blowing up, especially the 6am slot. And, uh, yeah, so I, yeah, hired him. He was working full time. So he was happy just to like ride his bike over three mornings a week and, <laughs> yep. and help me out with the, with that early morning session, like help set things up and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, like it was great. We grew it to, uh, about 80 members wow, over fantastic. 10 sessions a week. Uh, we switched to 45 minute sessions so we could squeeze more sessions. More in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was, um, it was great. You would have been, it, would have been pretty, pretty happy with yourself getting, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a, like, I know Melbourne, uh, is such a saturated market and uh-huh. to, uh, I suppose keep that many people coming, particularly in winter and all year round, mm-hmm. to have 80 on your books, that's a great achievement. We were pretty lucky in this area that we were the first to start in this area. Yep. And while a few others popped up, they never really got that traction. Yep. They were sort of last that first winter, which is kind of like what we did. I mean, we kind of died in that first winter, but we came back in spring and and we were able to build up enough numbers through that second summer to keep things going through winter. Yep. So I think you're just going to have a bit of that determination. That's the other cool thing about having a studio at your back. It's like when you're doing this by yourself, if I was doing that by myself, I mean, I did it by myself the first time and yep. I kind of, in a way, I decided like I needed to give up on this thing. Whereas, you know, when you're working with a studio, you've got a team, you've got some trainers working for you, you've, you've got other people to talk about, you've got, yeah. you know, like, it, you know, you've got people to help sort of bounce that energy off and get excited about like building it up again and, and yeah, um, it's, a, well, it's more of a team. Yeah. You're working with other people. Whereas uh-huh. if you're building your own business, sometimes it's quite isolated, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know what that feels like as well. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose that's sort of why you've been sort of suited to... I don't know. You've obviously had a lot of success in your boot camp. Uh-huh. Um, you've had a couple of failures as well, which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, what uh, what made you to say, right, this isn't for me now. I'm going to start an online business. <laughs> was it was it, how hard was that to let go of this boot camp that you've just built up to eighty members? Um, yeah, it was yeah. So I I started doing online stuff actually when I started training as a trainer. Like, okay. So it was around that same time. I was like, I was obviously looking for something different than engineering. Engineering wasn't giving me the fulfillment for my life. Cool. And so I started looking at training, which was one interest. And then I started reading about online businesses. Um, so after a few failures there as well, like trial and failure, um, I realized that Lots of people were looking for boot camp ideas, including myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're able, you can look all the stuff up on Google, and there wasn't really many websites or resources out there for trainers. Yeah. So I started a website, and I was called Boot Camp Ideas because that's what people were looking for. And so the whole time I was working, um, basically the whole time I was running my boot camp. I had this sort of website going as well where I was posting my favorite workouts. Yeah, yeah, that you were doing. That I was doing. Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting, you go back to those early ones, you can definitely see the progression in my yeah. own skill. Correct, yeah. Of, of like planning workouts and going from, you know, just doing like three, you know, I'd do like two or three circuits was like a boot camp workout to then going to like these big competition sort of games and yeah. stuff like that. 
And I suppose a lot of sorry to cut you, a lot of yeah. our listeners will be hard to. I know myself personally. I can I know back to I take pictures of each session I do, uh-huh. and I look back at the whiteboards now and compare <laughs> to what I'm doing, and they're so basic. But as you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's obviously nice to look back, and that's how you develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you start, and you that's how you learn what works and doesn't work. Yep. And what kind of style you kind of like running as well. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that was always growing. And, um, in 2012, my wife and I went to the U S for my grandfather's 90th, I think it was. Yep. Uh, so I had, my mum was from the U S originally, so I have, uh, quite a sizable amount of family there, like some 32 cousins. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, two aunts and six uncles, six. Yeah, because one of them lives here. Yeah, I think that's all right. I think I got that right. I'm pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty happy well with done, that. Well done. Uh, and, and we just had a really good time. We went to New York and, um, I mean, I'm not one of these people who, like a lot of people I feel like go to New York and like, man, I just like love to live here. It was like way too like hectic for yeah, me. too full on. It was great to visit, but you know, you definitely would want to like, I needed, you needed like to go back to Iowa then where my family's from and just have quiet. Um, so we went to New York and when we came back, we managed to like, you know, you're sort of at the airport, you're spending all your last cash because it's not really worth Taking getting out. anything less than $20, you know, yet turned back. And I ended up with like this $1 that's actually, it's actually on my desk. Did you just say that see before? That? Yeah, yeah. I did, I was wondering what that was. So the dollar was in there because it had been nine years since my last trip to the US in 2012. Okay. And it had always kind of been a thing that we would go every, when I was a lot younger, we'd go every two or three years. And then, you know, just as my brother and I were teenagers and things like that, it just got harder. And, and so the dollar was in there like that. I need, like, I've really felt this need that I had to go back to the U S and so I kept this $1 in my wallet and it got like super ratty and it was in there with all the Australian money and just as like a reminder that I needed to go back. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess that kind of triggered, um, later on in 2013, bootcamp idea was starting to make some money. I launched an ebook. Um, it wasn't making enough to live off, but it was like, this, this is possible was now in my head like yep. that, that I could run this online business and it would make enough for, to support, you know, us, especially in maybe the U S where like at the time the dollar was about even, uh, Australian and the U S dollar and it, and the cost of living is just cheaper in the U S. Uh, I actually don't understand why there's so much debt there because the cost of living is cheaper. cheaper yeah. well, maybe I shouldn't say that because we've got our American listeners here. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're definitely, I mean, maybe it's cause there's amazon.com there and it's just so easy to buy stuff. <laughs> um, so we went, uh, so yeah, so like middle of 2013, um, Zoe and I had actually looked at sort of moving over there and what it would take. And for me, it was super easy. You know, I have dual citizenship for her. It was going to be really hard, um, because, um, getting like a green card and things like that can be really difficult. Uh, anyway, the easiest way we thought to get a green card is to be married. Yeah. Like if your spouse is a U.S. citizen, yeah. there's a, there's a green card you can apply for, for, um, spouse U.S. And, uh, you can immigrate on that. So in the middle of the year, I was like, and we, we talked about marriage and, and things. So it wasn't like this was coming out of the blue, but we decided or I had a shower where I always have my good ideas. Yeah, Apparently yeah. Something, you have more theta brainwaves or something like that that are running when you're in the shower. Something about water. Uh, and I 
I got out of the shower and I was like, well, I, re- I really feel like I've had this idea that we should move to the US and we should just get married to do it. And um, Zoe was like, that sounds like an awesome idea. And it was like, it was just like decided from that one moment. Yeah, in the it shower. was just decided. There was no, um, yeah, it was, it was like, it was not like, oh, is, is this a good idea or is it not? Or maybe there's a different way we can do it. It was like, this is what's happening now and we're moving towards like a date which we're going to leave so yeah from there you know we um we got properly engaged <laughs> i did a, <laughs> i did a whole like week sort of adventure where we went like adventuring around and i proposed to zoe at the end of that and that was really awesome um we went uh we had a wedding to prepare and we were also like downsizing because our goal was to get down to just a suitcase of stuff each to take yeah um and then yeah so we would take that with us uh and we were sort of planning out some travel through visiting zoe's family in the uk we had a wedding over there and yeah we um yeah we just (laughs) it was like it was just this is this is happening it's done (laughs) this is happening people (laughs) um yeah it was yeah it was really interesting um sort of time that that i just felt this real call to do this to get over there yeah, yeah. and so mm-hmm. obviously you went over to america and your sole income was from boot camp ideas yeah we had um some savings which we've spent on the wedding <laughs> yeah yeah and then we had um some money that came from the wedding and just from selling our stuff so we had a bit of a sort of nest egg there that we could start on um but it wasn't huge now looking back now knowing what it costs i would probably be like oh there's no way i would attempt that again on how much money we had in the bank yeah but i'm really glad that we were i'm really glad that we were really naive with that and that we that we didn't so you just went we just went yeah Yeah. and we just were like um you know work it out by ourselves i had this um i had another ebook that i wanted to launch which you know when you launch a product it sort of makes more money at first and then it trickles off as you know so I got that already. I got all the videos. We did all the videos and photos and stuff like that that I need for that before we left the US. Yep. Uh, before we left Australia, and um, yeah, and then we we sort of headed off, and I guess in a way it was kind of like our honeymoon, the first part, and then we touched down in in the Midwest and did, and yeah. I, uh, we need more money so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was like the four weeks I was taking all these videos and all the photos and stuff like that and I was putting this ebook together that I had an idea for and that kind of paid for like the next bit which led us to ending up in Portland um, which we just and actually not having enough money was a good decision because we had actually planned on going to San Francisco and then I was going to just fly it by myself to go to this conference in Portland while we were staying in San Francisco. Anyway, by this time, San Francisco and the area was getting really expensive. So we were like, well, rather than spending extra money on flights, let's go to Portland where we can get, uh, we can like rent this space for, you know, like $50 a day um, rather than like sort of $120, $150 a day yeah, yeah. In, in San Francisco. Um, and we'll just stay there and we'll just check it out. Um, and I found out I had a cousin living there and um we we're like cool we'll get to go see her i haven't seen her in like 20 years so yeah, yeah. so yeah we, we, we just went to paul and we just yeah completely fell in love with with every aspect of it 
I can't really think of a thing I don't like about Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, really, really... So from a health perspective, it's like a really... Even though they, they get pretty um, grey winters, um, just a really, like, active... People are just really active there. Not even necessarily with... There's a lot of places to exercise, like a fitness studio on every corner, but also in just, like, riding their bikes everywhere. Um really bike-friendly city, walking, getting out, going for hikes. There's great parks, which are, like, just outside the city. Um, it seems like everyone, like, every second person had taken over their front nature strip, um, or the sidewalk, uh, to grow veggie gardens. So, oh, like, really? everyone's, like, growing their own veggies and stuff like that. And it's just, it's really, um, because it gets so much rain there, it's really fertile. So, so stuff grows there really easily. And, um, it's just, then the quality of the food is so much nicer. And because it's a smaller city as well, it's just easy to get around. Yep. Great public transport system. Like, <laughs> it was just... Everything. everything ticked everything, all the boxes. Yeah, everything you just ticked. Uh, great people, like, man, you know, you just walk along, some stranger just says, like, hello to you. And, yeah. Uh, especially during summer when the sun's out, everyone's, like, happy. Um, yeah, just have this really cool vibe. And so we did end up going and spending some time in San Francisco. But before we left Portland, we were like, this is where we're going to live. This is where cool. we're going to come back to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of made up from there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose then, so how long did you stay there for? Um, after I came back from San Francisco, it was 13 months all up. Yep. That I was living there. Um, really helped out. Actually, you know, running uh, one of the readers of boot camp ideas actually put me up in, yeah. in a house with a family for five weeks. And that was... Um, that was so helpful. Uh, it, it was only meant to be like a two week thing, but then when I found like a place to rent, it wasn't available till the end of the month. And so I was kind of this, and they were just great. Um, it was a really nice way to sort of get to know the city a bit better while staying with while somebody having, else. Like, yeah, staying with someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was really lovely. Um, yeah. And, and then, uh, then, so obviously having all that time just to solely focus on mm, boot camp ideas, mm-hmm. obviously the business come flying, you know, like you've obviously done a really good job there. And I reckon, I know you were saying, but you obviously dedicated a lot of time because that was your sole income. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, and I feel like probably a lot of trainers might, or many trainers might go through this with their, if they're running their PT business on the side, so maybe they're working full time. Yep. Um, so for me, PT was my full time. This was my side thing. But that that moment when you do have to step, take off the safety belt, yeah, and and just like free fall and and trust that this thing's gonna you know work out. And there were times, especially early on, when um, when you know inexplicably inexplicably which one? What word am I looking for there? Oh, you don't know. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, we're real smart. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, yeah, inexplicit, explicitly. Inexplic- oh, gee, yeah, might have that out. Uh, okay, so yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, that just sales would just drop, and because um, a lot of selling them was ebooks. So then I'd be like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when I was training people, I had a full-time job. That didn't matter. If I yeah. had a couple of weeks where sales were just low for some reason, that didn't matter. Um, but now that it was my income, you know, I had a few weeks 
um, I only had about, you know, what do they say? You should have like six months. Like I was probably like ahead, like maybe like max, like four weeks in those early yeah. days. And that very quickly disappeared. So, especially with like the cost of like now it's moving into a place, I had to like buy a oh, mattress and, um, you know, it was like getting on Facebook and like getting free stuff off people. So like, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. really hustling for that, um, to like keep my, my costs down. And, uh, yeah, but it was, um, where was I going with that? Oh, I just ran. Yeah. So there's, there is something scary about that and it shifts the way you approach it. Cause suddenly it's like, instead of this sort of fun project, um, which, you know, like the, the biggest thing I would do each year wasn't launching a product. It was running a competition, but a competition doesn't generate any income for for the business so yeah. while it's like this fantastic thing that i really enjoy doing um before i was relying on it for income now it was like okay i can run this competition but maybe i should you know be like offering a new product that people can buy or something like that you suddenly you you're trying to monetize everything yeah oh, it's understandable too and at the same time you're still trying to balance it with well i still want this to be really useful to people um and sort of this internal belief of, I don't want people to think I've sold out. Like, like that kind of fear going on, like, like yeah. that really scaring me. Um, and thinking that that was kind of mutually e- exclusive, like, so that um, you could either be a sellout and make money. Yeah. Or you, you had to not make really any money because you're focused on being valuable. Yeah. And, and not being even, you know, not even probably like over the last 12 months, it's really been like seeing that, yeah, those things aren't actually mutually exclusive and you can actually make money while still providing like so much value and help to people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you probably wouldn't have, well, the only reason you figure that out is because you took the big leap, you know, and you yeah. moved over and yeah. you don't see those things as clearly do you when, uh-huh. when you don't. I suppose you don't have to. It, uh-huh. As you said, it didn't matter if you weren't making any money yeah, or that's right. things like that. And you, and you were providing amazing content, but probably because you did that, you had so many loyal people um, that when you were releasing things, they would buy it and they see the new yeah. ideas you got coming out. So I suppose there's a lot of merit in what you're just saying there that you you can't just come straight in and expect people to buy things. You need to build up their trust, their respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've obviously done that over the years with... Uh, bootcamp ideas so i suppose that's going to lead me into now you're back in melbourne um mm. had an amazing time in portland bootcraft talk to me about it sounds like something off harry potter <laughs> is that correct <laughs> well actually uh, I, got, I actually got that you can see like i've got a pad there if you open that yeah that notepad there so this is what i like doing the sometimes in the evenings is i is i draw words and stuff yeah so i'd actually um I had drawn like bootcraft months ago and this came down to, this came down to that balance actually of like, how can I support myself while still providing value to people? Yep. And, um, I, ebooks weren't cutting it because they're great when you bring out new content, but Hey, I wasn't running, I'm not running a bootcamp anymore. Like yeah. I, I did do some, I worked for a company over there for a little bit. Um, as a friend, and ran some sessions for her, but you, yeah, when you're not creating those sessions regularly, it's like, I can't keep bringing out ebooks full of like workout ideas. That you're not doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess you could, you could sort of like create stuff and then get- Trial um, it. I think that's what Leon does, he gets other people to test it for him. Yep. 
uh, yeah, whereas I was really getting into how I kind of like this whole on, online thing and this aspect. And I was starting to talk more about the business side of bootcamp. So I was seeing that trainers having trouble with that. So, um, I created a, a membership site where I would like train people and we would go through like everything from how to like, you know, set your website up so that you can like convert leads, yep. um, to, um, yeah, how to like set up marketing sort of stuff and, and all these sort of business aspects, how to do, we did one on, um, like productivity. So like how to stay productive throughout the week and, yep. and a lot of trainers feel time poor, especially if they're one of these ones, they're juggling a family or a job and yep. their training business. And I know you're, you're like that, you know, yeah. you've got like all these different businesses and work going on. Uh, so like, yeah, how, how you can fit in around that. Um, cause I certainly remember doing that when I was training people and running my online business. Yep. And it was one of those things. It's just, it's good. You know, whenever you're running a business, you like, you need to test stuff. You need to like test out ideas, even if they feel a bit funny or something like that. Well, maybe not if they feel funny, but you need to test out ideas. So you know, if it's right. Yeah. Well, if they say people actually enjoy it because it's always different writing it. Uh-huh. in your home instead of actually seeing people enjoy it or participate in the activity. Yeah. 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 Uh, and for me, I realized that a membership site was too much. It was um, trying to create that new, I was doing a new course each month, yep. trying to create, I sort of launched it without any courses made because I kind of wanted to see what the, what my members wanted. And it was, it was too much trying to create all that content and courses and bootcamp ideas were suffering and these other service, you know, services trainers were suffering. I wasn't having time to like write for them or create content for them. Uh, and the business wasn't at a point where I could like hire other people to help me do that at that point. Yep. So I ended up, um, closing out the membership site. But one thing I did have on the membership site was I had started sharing these kind of, this was during while I was training people again. And I had started sharing these ex- sort of exclusive workout ideas okay. with them. Yep. Uh, and that sort of tumbled into this idea of, yeah, in my sketchbook, I had just doodled bootcraft because um, I sometimes play a game. I'm a bit of a gamer. Yep. And I play a game called Minecraft. And okay. I heard that. Oh, I, I shouldn't be that. saying that. It's owned by Microsoft now. They'll listen to this and be like, hey, you ripped this off. Anyway, so it's kind of combining this words with bootcamp. <laughs> And Minecraft, yeah. but that was the idea. I was like, what if we had like a Minecraft for creating workouts? Like, what if you you took all your blocks, your different workout sort of ideas, and you were able to to take them and put them into a workout? And um, yeah, so I, I thought about that idea more, and the workout has been popular, and I was like, okay, this is something that I could do and maintain, because I'm not creating like a whole new course each month. Um, you know, I just, when we're just focusing on like helping trainers with one thing, yep. cause like you buy an ebook as a trainer and I know this cause I used to buy ebooks and you use it and you, you sort of use it up. Like you eventually run out of how or much you, you can get out of or it. Or you forget about you it. The, you yeah, know, you, you pick the ones that you know will work or because again, you're just reading them, aren't you? Uh-huh. You don't actually see them or you're not doing them. Mm-hmm. You pick the ones you want and then you're sort of looking for something new. Yeah. And I suppose you've sort of tapped into that with bootcraft. Yeah. So that was the idea behind it was like, get trainers, get them in front of new, uh, workout ideas. Yep. And also, uh, I wanted to bring that, the, the thing that had made bootcamp ideas so successful, I felt like was its community. Correct. 
Yep. Um, but they were really active, and like we had a Facebook group that was really active, lots of trainers sharing stuff on bootcamp ideas. And so I was like, how can we, how can we bring that into Bootcraft um, without me starting like a whole other community? Yeah. Like, how can I just become an extension? And so what I've done is I've reached out to trainers I know who have really good workout ideas or yep. who are very experienced in the industry, and they're kind of sponsoring Bootcraft for a month by donating a series of their workouts. So that way, we're not just going through my archives yep. of workout ideas, which are on there, but we're also going through... We're getting like fresh new ideas that I couldn't even come up with. So that's yep. how we're adding that community element to it. And I think, uh, well, I know, I don't know if you've told people, but I'm, I've been lucky enough to be selected. I know myself just uh, <laughs> having that opportunity to get 12 activities, I think, gives you exposure as well. So not only are you getting this fantastic resource from other trainers that you know work, but they just keep building and building. Um, mm-hmm. how, many, how many resources do you have on there at the moment? I think it's just under 200. Yep. Yeah, I need, I need to check. Yep. Mm. So if, you, if you're a trainer and you've got a click of a button, 200 workouts, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to uh, market your program. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was like, you're doing a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit, a bit like, uh, I hope um, people listening to <laughs> Don't think, marketing No, we're not, we're not going yeah, to do that. But, uh, but yeah, no. it is, it is, it's the, it's the big thing that I'm working on at the moment. So I guess it is a big part of who I am and what I'm doing yep. right now. And, that, and that's probably the biggest project you've got on at the moment? Yeah. 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 I know as well, we've had a few meetings over the last few weeks about, uh, obviously this podcast. Um, and don't just think that we're just going to try and uh, promote our products and things like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, wasn't trying to do that there. I, you actually showed me through it the other day and I was very impressed. So I just wanted the listeners oh, to okay. know that. So Thanks, yeah, it, uh, it is a really good product and uh, I was uh, lucky enough to have a look through it. So um, I suppose, yeah, now we, uh, we're on to uh, talking about, uh, I suppose, some of the other things that we're going to be doing in this podcast. Um, yeah. I know... Um, we're not going to give it all away. We like to, uh, it's not going to have any sort of structure or anything, but we're going to have a number of different things. We're going to have interviews. So um, we've already lined up a number of uh, boot camp professionals or people in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. um, other people that have chosen a career from their profession and they've taken it to another level. Um, so I think, uh, and you'll probably agree, but the, probably the first five or six guests that we've got on um, all have a unique different story. Um, yeah, yeah, and, it, and the content that they'll provide is going to be, uh, well, it's going to be invaluable, I think, for all our listeners. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, big, big theme with, with all of them, even though they've, they've got sort of different backgrounds is that they're all doing on online stuff now yep. and, and a, a lot of in conjunction with the face to face stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that'll be really interesting because I know a lot of trainers are really interested right now in how they can add like some sort of online training Value. thing to this, yep. to their program. Well, I think it's, I think what you're saying, and I agree myself that there's only so many hours face to face you can do. Whereas if you can set up the quality content you've got, um, yeah. and your clients or clients you don't have can access that, mm-hmm. it's just another source of income. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously we both do that. Uh, but it's always good to hear from other people that have made a successful income from it as well. So yeah. we're going to discuss a little bit about that. Um, probably the, the most exciting one that I like and we've just, <laughs> is our challenge one. So every five episodes, guys are going to have a challenge where 
Kyle and myself will uh, sit down and we might have one item or one bit of equipment and we need to come up with three different workouts each. And I suppose they're going to be uh, great for you guys because we're going to give you all six of those workouts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ideally, we'll have a little downloadable PDF with those that you can get them and take them away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also challenging um, you guys to develop your own uh, drills yeah. using that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to go too much because we don't want to okay, steal the yeah, hype, yeah. you know, but uh, <laughs> that's one we're a little bit excited about and a uh, little bit of a competition, not only for us two, but uh, everybody out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we're going to do a bit of, uh, I know in Cole's interview today, we, we spoke about building a business and things like that, but we've got a number of different topics that we know um, just from our journey um, mm-hmm. and also speaking to our listeners that things that people may struggle with or just need a little bit of advice and help. Um, and I think that's going to be, uh, yeah, quite valuable as well. Yeah. So from actually like planning sessions and yep. sort of managing your time to, uh, yeah, trying to find new clients and, um, grow your business. So like what, what it needs to look like often what gets, what we do to get to one point, um, it's not what will get us to the next, next point. point. Yep. So yeah. So talking about that and hopefully I guess. Uh, I guess we'll, people we have on will be able to help with that as well. I reckon they will. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks uh, for giving us uh, your journey, Cole, and how yeah. you ended up at uh, running such a good company in Bootcamp Ideas and obviously Bootcraft going so well now. Um, yeah, I suppose that's uh, the first episode done, guys. Hope you enjoy. Thanks, uh, Cole. Yeah, man. Awesome. We'll be back Look forward next to episode it. to hear all about Dale's story. Ooh, look out. So, tune in. Get it out there, get us on, listen up, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Alrighty, guys, thanks for listening. If you uh, really like our episode, you can uh, leave feedback and check out our show notes. Yeah, you can find the show notes to all our episodes at trainerstribe.com forward slash podcasts. And if you're feeling generous or you'd really like to let us know how you're feeling, go to iTunes and leave a really nice review for Kyle and myself. Yeah, or if you want to help us spread the word and get more trainers you know, putting some of this awesome stuff into action and helping to improve our industry, uh, just email this onto someone else or forward it or tell them about the show. We'd really appreciate it. It's really helpful. I've been uh, Dale Sidebottom. I've been Kyle Wood. <laughs>